Every sound has a story. Every shadow hides a tale. In the whispers of the wind and the silence of the night, secrets await those who listen. This week on Retraced Echoes. The history of the Ohio State Reformatory, which was designed in 1886 and completed in 1919, is filled with instances of brutal and inhumane treatment of inmates. Initially intended for young males convicted of their first offense, it eventually became overcrowded with hardened criminals. The punishments meted out were often barbaric, contributing to the facility's dark and oppressive atmosphere. The prison was finally closed in 1990, following a lawsuit over the inhumane conditions. Today, it operates as a museum and is a popular location for movie productions and paranormal investigations. The reformatory is reputed to have several hotspots of paranormal activity. These include the chapel, once an execution ground, resonates with ethereal echoes, while the infirmary, a witness to innumerable untimely demises, murmurs with the sounds of the unseen. The library, enshrouded in mystery, holds a spectral presence that lurks in its silent shelves. Below, in the chilling depths of the basement, linger the spirits of a young boy and a malevolent guard, their stories woven into the fabric of the reformatory. But it is the whole, a place of isolation and madness that grips the heart with icy fear. Here, in the abyss of despair, many were pushed beyond the brink, leaving behind echoes of insanity. Visitors step cautiously through these haunted halls where shadows flit and unseen whispers fill the air. Every corner of the Ohio State Reformatory, from its abandoned cells to its ghost-filled corridors, invites you to peer into the heart of darkness where the veil between this world and the next is perilously thin. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey Bert, it's Jenna. I was near the warden's quarters and I swear I heard voices. A man and a woman just talking. But the room was empty. It was eerie, like listening to a conversation from the past. Gave me the creeps, thinking about the history of that place. Next message. Hey Bert, this is Alex. You won't believe this, but on the road to the reformatory, I saw a figure looked like that local legend, Phoebe Wise. She was right there by the roadside, then just vanished. It was so sudden, so real. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. Next message. Bert, it's Dan. I was in the chapel at the reformatory. I heard voices, but there was no one around. And, this is going to sound nuts, but I felt something grab my arm, like a hand. But when I looked, there was nothing. It was like those ghost stories, but this was real. Next message. Hi Bert, this is Emily. I was walking through the inmates' graveyard near the reformatory. My camera, it just stopped working, completely dead. And the weirdest part? I saw one of the metal markers move. Just a little, but it moved. On its own. It gave me chills. Welcome back to Retraced Echoes, a journey into the mysterious world of the supernatural and the unexplained. As always, I'm your host. My name is Bert. I'm going to be your guide through these uncharted territories. 
Firstly, I'd love to say welcome to 2024. We survived 2023 and here we are. We are in season two, episode one. I'm super excited. We're making some subtle changes and I hope you guys enjoy the changes. If you enjoy them, please let me know in the comments down below. So for those of you that came from 2023, welcome back. For those of you that it's new to our podcast here in 2024, just want you to understand that each episode is basically a tapestry of history and mystery. I weave that from verified accounts and credible tales of the paranormal. Imagine, if you will, sitting around a campfire's crackling flames, casting shadows. That's all while I recount tales that blur the lines between reality and the beyond. Now, I try to focus on more than just the eerie and the unsettling, though that is two of my favorite things. I also look to seek and unravel the story behind the story to understand the why and the how of all these supernatural occurrences. Here, we're not just passive listeners, we're investigators, we're skeptics, believers, and above all, we're storytellers. Now, in today's episode, we're gonna be venturing into the haunted depths of the Ohio State Reformatory, and that's in Mansfield, Ohio. I've walked to the grounds of this location, and it is absolutely massive. This location was crazy. Just trying to move any type of audio video equipment around it. And there's not a lot of rooms. Like if you're up on the top decks or if you're heading down to the basement, the staircasing where you walk up and down, there's not a lot of room, but probably one of the coolest locations I've personally ever been to. If you are a movie fan, Shawshank Redemption, that was filmed at this location. So it's got a whole bunch of stuff going on. And my understanding based on one of the guys that helps operate this location last time I was there, apparently during the filming of Shawshank Redemption, they had a lot of haunting type things, which could you imagine you're trying to shoot a film and all of a sudden you have something move or <laughs> hear voices somewhere that would be totally crazy but apparently this location had it at least that's what the guy told me now at the very beginning the narration told you a little bit about what's going on at the location obviously it's got a very gothic looking structure but it's got a very turbulent and a very tragic past which should not be any kind of surprise for any kind of haunted location it was operational from the late 19th century until the closure in 1990 and the reformatory has been the site of numerous paranormal sightings and experiences from the ghost of a former warden's wife, which is said to still linger in the administration wing, to the unexplainable occurrences in the solitary confinement cells. Each corner of this historical institution, it just screams with tales from the other side. So as we peel back the layers of this storied past, join me in uncovering the secrets hidden within the walls of the Ohio State Reformatory. Prepare to be immersed in the experience where the past and the present converge, and the line between the world and the next is as thin as a whisper. Echoes of the Past Unveiling the Secrets of the Ohio State Reformatory I always say to understand the haunting, we have to understand the location. And this one, it's kind of an interesting one. The intent behind building this prison was to inspire reform in first time offenders, which very noble cause, but that is not what ended up happening between the walls. Instead of redemption and reform, the reformatory became a place of profound suffering and despair. Over its 94 years of history as a functioning prison, the Ohio State Reformatory was one of the site of 200 documented deaths, including murders, people that unalived themselves, 
and the site of accidental fatalities. Now, the stories that emerged from the wall speaks of brutal treatment, inhumane condition, and tragic incidences that scared the souls of those who dwelled there. To give you an idea of kind of what was going on, there was one extremely brutal tale where a prisoner was gutted, sliced from hip to jaw by a fellow inmate. That's just to give you an idea of what was going on there. Now, not everything in the reformatory is all dark. There is obviously some positive, well, I'm going to say positive. There's going to be uh, gentle, we're going to say gentle. There's going to be gentle tales and that being of Helen, the warden's wife, who died tragically in the administration wing. Her presence along with that of her husband is said to linger in the form of scents, sounds, and apparitions. Now beyond the human tragedies that occurred within the walls of the prison, the reformatory's land holds its own ghostly history. Prior to being a prison, the ground was that of a Civil War training camp where the very first reports of supernatural occurrences were recorded. Now the soldiers, they were complaining of everything from unearthly visitations, mysterious voices, and unexplained phenomena, setting a precedent for the eerie happenings that would later engulf that prison. Now today, the Ohio State Reformatory stands not just as a museum, but as a testament to the intertwining of history and the mystery that we always look for. As we explore its corridors, remember that every shadow, each whisper from the past tells a story of lives once lived and lost. The Reformatory, it's more than just a building. It's a portal to the past, a keeper of secrets, whispers and a haven for restless spirits. The first the stirrings of the unseen. Now, typically when I jump into the haunted locations, first encounters, I start with the building itself. In this case, we're going to rewind all the way back to when it was a Civil War training camp. Now, when I say this land seemed to be a magnet for the supernatural, that is not an exaggeration. It was here that the earliest whispers of paranormal actually emerged. Soldiers stationed at the camp, they were the first one to report unsettling experiences. Probably one of the most notable accounts involved a soldier who claimed that he had been visited by terrifying apparitions, experience that was so profound to him that he was deemed unfit for duty and sent to an asylum. Now these early encounters were characterized by the same disturbing pattern. They were unexplained voices that were emanating from the ground itself, strange visions, and items mysteriously relocating. Phenomena that defied logical explanation and left anyone who experienced them questioning their own senses, probably their own mind if we're being a buck. Now, as the reformatory was built and began its operation, these eerie occurrences, they only, if anything, increased. They evolved, I guess is probably a better way to put it. The first inmates and guards reported a very oppressive atmosphere, and they would oftentimes report a sense of being watched by unseen eyes. It was as if the building itself almost absorbed the fear, the despair, and the anger of everyone that was in the building. Now, one of the earliest documented encounters within the prison walls involved a guard who reported hearing unexplained noises and seeing shadow figures in the corners of the cell blocks. Now, these sightings were often accompanied by sudden drops in temperature and the feeling of a malicious presence. Now, another early account came from an inmate who spoke of seeing ghostly figures in the infirmary, this obviously being where many prisoners had died under very dire circumstances. Now, these initial encounters laid the foundation for the vast number of ghost stories and legends that the Ohio State Reformatory is known for today. They marked the beginning of a haunting legacy, one that suggests that the reformatory is more than just a collection of cells and corridors. It's a place where the veil between our world and the unknown 
is remarkably thin. Spirited Tales, Unearthly Accounts from the Beyond. Next, we're going to be diving into everyone's favorite, which is the ghost stories. And as we explore the chilling tales and the sightings that have emerged from the location, it's important to remember that these first encounters are crucial. Because technically, they're not just stories. They're a window into the world that defies our understanding. A glimpse into the unknown that still haunts the Ohio State Reformatory. In the heart of the Ohio State Reformatory, there lies a chapel place of worship turned into a hunting ground. This story, woven from the threads of numerous eyewitness accounts, tells a tale of the unseen and the unexplained. On a cold moonlit night, a group of paranormal investigators set out to explore the reformatory. The chapel with its grim past as an execution ground beckoned them. Armed with cameras and voice recorders, they ventured into the sacred space unaware of the chilling encounter that awaited them. As they set up their equipment, one of the investigators, we'll call her Sarah, felt a sudden chill. It was as if the temperature had dropped several degrees in just a matter of seconds. The hair on the back of her neck stood up and the sense of dread filled the air. She glanced around, but nothing seemed out of place until she saw it, a shadowy figure, fleeting and indistinct, appearing in the corner of her eye, near the altar. When she turned to look, it vanished. Another investigator was reviewing photos taken in the chapel. In several images, he noticed strange light anomalies, orbs and streaks that had no logical explanation. He tried to rationalize it as just a trick of the light or maybe a camera glitch. But deep down, he said he felt as though these anomalies were different, almost as though they had like an otherworldly quality to them. Later on that evening, as the group decided to gather and discuss their finding, a skeptic and the team scoffed at the idea of ghosts, but her skepticism was about to be challenged. As she walked past a series of the pews, she felt a firm grip on her shoulder. Startled, she turned around to find no one was there. The grip was so real, so tangible, and for a moment, she thought one of her colleagues was just playing a prank, but it didn't take her very long to realize that this was no human hand. As the night progressed, the team experienced more unexplained phenomena. Whispers filled the chapel, voices of an unknown origin that seemed to speak in a language that was lost to time. The sound recorders picked up these eerie whispers, adding another layer of authenticity to their chilling experience. As dawn broke, the team left the chapel, each member carrying with them a sense of awe and unease. The chapel at the Ohio State Reformatory has revealed its haunting secrets, leaving the investigators with more questions than answers. Was this the ghostly encounters of those that was executed that lingered within the chapel? Or something else entirely? The mystery remains shrouded in the mists of the supernatural. In the shadowed halls of the Ohio State Reformatory, the infirmary stands as a chilling reminder of a grim past. This tale, stitched together from an account of those who dared to venture into his forsaken place, speaks of a sorrow that refuses to be silenced. On a dark, eerie night, another team of ghost hunters entered the infirmary, a place where pain and death once reigned. The air was thick with the weight of untold suffering, and every step seemed to echo in the empty corridors. They set up their equipment 
hoping to capture evidence of the entities that are said to linger. As they moved through the rooms, they felt sudden unexplained gusts of wind, as though the entities themselves were rushing right past them. Now these gusts seemed to carry with them anguish of souls long departed, a reminder of the neglect and suffering that was once commonplace between these walls. Amidst the silence, a sound rose, soft at first, then growing in intensity, a moan disembodied and full of pain. The sound seemed to emanate from the very walls, a memory for the lives lost and spirits broken. It was as if the agony endured by the inmates had seeped into the very fabric of the building, doomed to replay their torment for eternity. One of the investigators said that she felt a sudden chill as she entered a room that was once used for treatments. The temperature dropped very rapidly and she could see her own breath in the air. She heard a moan again, closer this time. Filled with such despair that it sent shivers right down her spine, she also felt an overwhelming sense of sadness sorrow so profound it was almost tangible. Now as the night wore on, the team experienced more unexplained phenomena, shadows going across the walls and the sound of shuffling footsteps echoed in the empty halls. It was though the ghosts of former patients still roamed in the infirmary, trapped in the perpetual cycle of suffering and despair. As the team packed up to leave, they left with heavy hearts. They had come to seek ghosts, but found instead the haunting reminder of the cruelty and inhumanity that can exist in the human heart. The moans of the infirmary, the gusts of wind, the shadows, all were manifestations of a pain that time had not erased. For them, it was here that the past was not just remembered, it was relived. Next, we turn our attention to the story of Helen Gladkey. She was the wife of Arthur, who served as the warden of the Ohio State Reformatory from 1935 until 1959. They lived in the warden's quarters within the reformatory, which was common practice for wardens at the time. The tragic incident occurred in the morning of November 5th, 1950. Helen was retrieving a hat box from the upper shelf of the closet in their living quarters. Unknown to her, a 32 caliber pistol, which belonged to her husband and was kept for safety, was also on the shelf. As she moved the hat box, the pistol fell, hitting the floor discharge, shooting Helen right through her lung. Despite immediate medical attention, Helen's injuries was severe. She was taken to the Mansfield General Hospital where she battled for her life. Tragically, two days later, Helen succumbed to her injuries. Complications including pneumonia contributed to her death. Nowadays, when visitors visit the warden's quarters, it is not uncommon for them to report a very mysterious phenomenon. It is not uncommon for visitors to report the faint, unmistakable scent of roses, which was a fragrance that Helen was known to favor. Now this floral scent appears without any apparent source, wafting through rooms and corridors where Helen once lived. Some recount hearing soft, muffled whispers in the rooms that once served as a warden's living quarters. Now these whispers, gentle and soft, seem to echo with a certain sadness. They're often attributed to Helen, as if she's still tending to her home, trapped in the time and place of her untimely death. One of the most eerie experiences shared by visitors involves a large mirror in the warden's quarters. People have reported seeing the fleeting reflection of a woman, believed to be Helen, appearing and vanishing in the blink of an eye. This ghostly image is often accompanied by a feeling of deep sorrow, as though the mirror itself holds the memory of Helen's tragic fate. There are also accounts of visitors feeling a gentle, unseen touch 
especially when standing near Helen's belongings or in the area where the tragic accident occurred. Some interpret this as Helen's way of acknowledging their presence. The ghost story of Helen adds a very deep layer to the already rich tapestry of the tales from the Ohio State Reformatory. Now, whether or not these experiences are true manifestations of Helen's entity, they undeniably contribute to the mystique and allure of the historical site, intertwining the past with the present in a haunting dance of memory and legend. Beneath the looming structure of the Ohio State Reformatory lies the basement, a place shrouded in darkness and echoes of a tragic past. This story is pieced together from the whispered accounts of those who dared to explore its depths and encounter the spirits that linger there. The basement is said to be haunted by that of an entity of a 14-year-old boy. His life met a brutal end at the hands of cruelty. Beaten to death, it's said that this entity is trapped within these walls, a silent shadowy presence that moves through the corridors with a sorrow too deep for words. It was on one winter night, a group of ghost hunters descended to the basement. The air was thick with unspoken heaviness, a sense of grief that permeated from every corner. As they navigated the dimly lit corridors, they felt an unexplained chill, a sign that they were not alone. While exploring, one of the investigators caught a glimpse of a shadowy figure darting across the hallway. He followed only to find the shadow disappearing within the walls. It was the fleeting image of a young boy that was heart-wrenching, a reminder of the tragic fate he suffered in this very basement. But the boy's spirit wasn't the only presence in the basement. There was also tales of a malevolent guard, a spirit filled with anger and malice. This ghostly guard was known to instill fear in those who encounter him, a stark contrast to the sorrowful presence of the boy. One of the team members suddenly felt hostility in the air. It was as if he was being seen and watched by unseen judging eyes. The atmosphere grew tense and the temperature dropped as they ventured deeper the group experienced a sense of dread. Unseen hands seemed to brush against them, and the sound of heavy footsteps echoed in the distance. The oppressive energy of this entity was almost tangible, a force of resentment and bitterness that roamed the basement halls. In the ominous depths of the Ohio State Reformatory, there exists a place known as The Hole, a solitary confinement area within the basement that harbors a chilling history. This story draws from the harrowing experiences of those who dare to explore in its confines. This group of paranormal investigators seek to uncover the truth buried in the reformatory, descended into the basement to confront the infamous Hole. Known for its role in driving inmates to the brink of madness, the area promised to be a confrontation with the unknown. As they entered, each member of the team was struck with a wave of nausea, an impressive sensation that seemed to originate from the very walls of the confined cells. The air was cold, unnaturally so, and filled with a sense of despair that seemed to seep right into their bones. The sounds that filled the hole were perhaps the most unsettling aspects, whispered of deranged babbling, disjointed and frantic echoing off the stone walls. These were deep and sorrowful moans that reverberated through the air, a testament to the suffering endured within the confines. As the team ventured further, they encountered shadows that seemed to move on their very own accord, darting in and out of cells. The whispers grew louder, more insistent, 
as if the very souls of the tormented were crying out for recognition, for liberation from their endless suffering. The longer they stayed, the more intense the sensations became. The feeling of being watched, of unseen eyes boring into their backs was constant. It was an unescapable presence, a reminder that while the inmates have long since left, their spirits remain, trapped in the cycle of eternal torment. As they emerged from the hole, the team was visibly shaken. The experience had been more than just an investigation. It had been an encounter with the raw, unfiltered emotions of despair and insanity. The hole in the Ohio State Reformatory was more than just a physical space. It was a repository of pain and madness, a place where the barrier between the living and the lost was perilously thin. What did y'all think of these ghost stories? Now, these are just a few of the stories. I had a ton of different stories I could have chosen, and a lot of paranormal investigation teams have actually been to this location, including I've walked the actual walkways, the cells. I've been all over this location, and I can tell you, just from the small amount of time that I was there, there is definitely something there. Unfortunately, we didn't catch very much while we was there, but it's an amazing location. If you ever are in Mansfield, Ohio, you need to check this location out. And at the end, we'll put a little bit of info and actually just go to the description down below. I'll put everything there so you know where you can check this location out at. No episode of mine is complete without some form of a skeptical viewpoint. Now, while the hauntings and the tales of the hauntings at the Ohio State Reformatory are compelling, they're rich, they've got a ton of detail, it's important to consider the skeptical viewpoint because that offers some type of an alternate explanation for these supernatural claims. Now, skepticism and paranormal research is crucial because it provides a balance of the perspectives and they challenge our way of looking just beyond the surface of the ghost stories. Typically, one of the first ones I jump into when I look at these skeptical viewpoints is gonna center around the power of suggestion and psychological factors. Now, when people visit a location known for being haunted, they're often primed to experience something out of the ordinary. They kind of expect it. And this expectation can heighten their senses and lead, I hate to say it, but to misinterpretations of just natural phenomena. Sounds like creaking floors, uh, wind drafts can be perceived as something more sinister in a heightened state of awareness. So that goes without saying. Another big one that a lot of skeptics talk about is historical inaccuracies and myths. And every story has the potential for historical inaccuracies and the growth of myth over time. That it does, that obviously goes without saying. And some of the stories associated with the reformatory may have been exaggerated or even altered as they've been passed down from generation to generation. The tales of the spirit of Arthur and Helen, let's use that as a prime example, that could have been romanticized over the years, transforming their actual life stories into something more mythic, maybe a little bit more mysterious. Just something to think about along the way also. Now, another one I'm going to cover, and this is one that I dealt with while I was there, was environmental factors. They are a key point whenever we're looking at skeptical viewpoints. Now, the reformatory is old. It's a very complex structure that can produce a variety of natural sounds and effects that might be mistaken for paranormal activity. The eerie atmosphere of just the prison alone adds to that. Then you add things like a little bit of confinement when you're in the hole. It could also play a significant role to how visitors interpret their experiences. When I was there, there was a ton of wind noise. There was uh, 
so many random noises and if something dropped if let's use for example if there's multiple paranormal teams or if you have one paranormal team and you split it up if someone drops something it reverberates through the entire cell block and even through the entire building you'll hear it so again something to kind of if anything make note of Another thing, skeptics will often point out the limitations and misinterpretation of technology used in the paranormal investigations that, that happen there. So devices like EVP recorders, EMF meters, they can pick up a wide variety of natural interferences leading to false positives. So without rigorous scientific controls, the data collected by these devices, in their opinion, can be misleading. And I totally understand what they're saying. But that's where you got to kind of investigate. You have a certain situation, you investigate and you rule out whatever could potentially be there that could be causing that false positive. Or if you can't find anything that would cause the false positive, or if you can't make it happen again, that's something you need to take note of. As we draw the curtains on this episode of Retraced Echoes, it's centered around the haunting depths of the Ohio State Reformatory. We kind of found ourselves at the crossroads of history, mystery, and the supernatural. Now, the stories that we share today, from eerie presences in the chapel to the unsettling moans in the infirmary, they've transported us into the heart of the Reformatory's ghostly past. The narratives of shadowy figures, phantom footsteps, and the lingering spirits have added layers of depth to our understanding of this historical site. Now, if you found this episode interesting, I have two more channels you might want to check out. One of them being Retrace Stories. These are stories that you guys submit to me. I get a little bit of drama to them, a little bit of soundscaping. We add some music and chef's kiss. Maybe your story could be on one of my podcasts over at Retrace Stories. Also, if you like unsolved mysteries, you're going to want to check out a podcast that I do with a good friend of mine, Nick. The name of the podcast, Deceptive Reality. It's basically like the old Unsolved Mystery Shows that was on with, listen, there was only Robert Stack, okay? He was, <laughs> when we look at Unsolved Mysteries, that, in my opinion, is Unsolved Mysteries. So you're definitely going to want to check that out. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media channels for updates of upcoming episodes as well as exclusive content. Join us next time on Retraced Echoes as we continue to delve into the supernatural and the unexplained. But until then, keep your minds open, your hearts brave, and your spirits adventurous. This is Bert signing off, but the echoes of your story still linger long after. Stay haunted, my friends. Until next time, come on.